Chapter seventy two of the Holiest of All by Andrew Murray. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Christopher Smith. Chapter seventy two. Even the first covenant, not without blood. Hebrews chapter nine, verses eighteen to twenty two. Wherefore, even the first covenant hath not been dedicated without blood for when every commandment had been spoken by moses unto all the people according to the law he took the blood of the calves and the goats with water and scarlet wool and hyssop and sprinkled both the book itself and all the people saying this is the blood of the covenant which god commanded to you ward moreover the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry he sprinkled in like manner with the blood and according to the law i may almost say all things are cleansed with blood and apart from shedding of blood there is no remission the writer returns here to the idea of the covenant in verse fifteen he had there said that a death was needed for the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant ere christ as mediator of the new could put the heirs in possession of the promise in confirmation of this necessity he reminds us how even the first covenant was not dedicated without blood god has made more than one covenant with man but ever not without blood and why we know the answer leviticus seventeen eleven the life or soul of the flesh is in the blood and i have given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your souls for it is the blood that maketh atonement by reason of the life the life is in the blood the blood shed is the token of death life taken away death is always and everywhere god's judgment on sin the sting of death is sin the shed blood sprinkled upon the altar or the person is the proof that death has been endured that the penalty of the transgressions for which atonement is being made has been borne in some cases the hands were laid upon the head of the sacrifice confessing over it and laying upon it the sin to be atoned for the shed blood upon the altar was the pledge that god accepted the death of the substitute the sins were covered by the blood and the guilty one restored to god's favour apart from blood shedding there is no remission in the blood shedding there is remission full and everlasting not without blood this is the wondrous note that rings through all scripture from abel's sacrifice at the gate of paradise to the song of the ransomed in revelations god is willing to receive fallen man back again to his fellowship to admit him to his heart and his love to make a covenant with him to give full assurance of all this but not without blood even his own son the almighty and all-perfect one the gift of his eternal love even he could only redeem us and enter the father's presence in submission to the word not without blood but blessed be god the blood of the son of god in which there was the life of the eternal spirit has been given and has now wrought an eternal redemption he did indeed bear our sins and take them away he put away sin by the sacrifice of himself the life he poured out in his bloodshedding was a life that had conquered sin and rendered a perfect obedience the bloodshedding as the completion of that life in its surrender to god and man has made a complete atonement a covering up a putting away of sin 
and so the blood of the new covenant in which god remembers our sins no more cleanses our heart to receive his law so into it that the spirit of his law is the spirit of our life and takes us into full and direct fellowship with himself it was in this blood of the eternal covenant that god brought again from the dead our lord jesus the blood had so atoned for sin and made an end of it that in its power christ was raised again it became the power of a new life to him and to us with it he opened the way into the holiest for us the way into our hearts for himself not without blood in earth and heaven in each moment of our life in each thought and act of worship this word reigns supreme there can be no fellowship with god but in the blood in the death of his blessed son but praised be his name in that blood there is an access and a fellowship a life and a blessedness a nearness and a love that passeth understanding let us seek to cultivate large thoughts of what the blood has effected and can effect men have sometimes rejected the word its associations are so coarse and at variance with a finer culture others do not reject it and yet have not been able to sympathize with or approve the large place it sometimes takes in theology and devotion the strange fascination the irresistible attraction the word has is not without reason there is not a word in scripture in which all theology is so easily summed up all that scripture teaches of sin and death of the incarnation and the love of christ of redemption and salvation of sin and death conquered of heaven opened and the spirit poured out of the new covenant blessings of a perfect conscience and a clean heart and access to god and power to serve him personal attachment to jesus and of the joy of eternity has its root and its fruit in this alone the precious blood of christ the blood of the eternal covenant hear what steinhofer says one drop of that blood sprinkled out of the sanctuary on the heart changes the whole heart perfects the conscience sanctifies the soul makes the garments clean and white so that we are meet for fellowship with god ready and able to live in his love such a heart sprinkled and cleansed with the blood of jesus is now fitted for all the grace of the new covenant all the heavenly gifts all the holy operations of divine love all the spiritual blessings of the heavenly places the blood of the lamb does indeed make the sinner pure and holy worthy and fit to partake of all that the inner sanctuary contains and to live in god therefore the apostle says let us as those whose hearts are sprinkled from an evil conscience boldly draw near before the face of god to be sprinkled with the blood to have the living cleansing all-pervading power of the blood of jesus in the heart this fits us for serving god not in the oldness of the letter but in the newness of the spirit end of chapter seventy two